From a kid who thinks he can be a jerk because his dad runs the place and gets destroyed, to a rich kid who thinks he is great at everything because he's never been told no in his life, and life comes to him fast, these are the most satisfying stories of rich kids who think that they run the world getting destroyed in the real world. So the subscriber who submitted the story one summer had an internship at an investment bank or bank or one of those type of banking internships. Basically, this kid was in college and he wanted to go into kind of banking or finance. So he, he, he got one of those internships at a bank and these were pretty competitive. So he was pretty, uh, he was pretty well prepared. He was pretty professional and he was definitely up to par with the quality that this bank wanted. However, you know, there was a couple other kids that were interns as well. I think the intern class was like four to five, but like the one of the interns, right, was distinguishably a lot worse than the others and very clearly did not care. The reason was, was because this kid did not get in this internship out of merit, out of skill, out of, you know, grit and the ability to, you know, persevere through tough times. No, this kid got the internship because his dad was literally CEO of the bank. This wasn't like one of the big banks like JP Morgan Chase, Citibank. This was a much smaller one, but it was still really big enough. And obviously if your dad is CEO, it's you can probably swing an intern position at it. Like you could probably do that. Um, so anyways, right, on the first day of like meeting all of them, right, it was like the first like meeting was over Zoom and then they were gonna do it in person, but there was like a little like pre-meeting type thing where they told you about like information, uh, what to expect, um, a little get together, the other interns and the subscriber and all the interns got together on a Zoom meeting. Well, four of them did because the fifth one was 10 minutes late. Can you guys guess who the fifth one was? Let's see, A, B, C, A, it was the subscriber. B, it was another kid who actually worked hard to get there. Or C, the CEO's son who didn't have to do a thing and got the internship because of nepotism. Have you answered A or B? Well, uh, I don't know, you're just wrong because it was C. Sure enough, it was the CEO's son who was like 10 minutes late or whatever. So while the kids were like sitting in the Zoom meeting, like just listening to, okay, so you're gonna have to get there by, you know, nine every morning, uh, you're expected to do X, Y, or Z. If you have any questions, here's a good contact for me or your direct supervisor. Uh, like this isn't like supposed to be like competitive, like compete, like you're supposed to like work with each other. Uh, like you could all get job offers. Cause the thing about the internship is like, you really want a job offer at a job offer afterwards. That's like the best option or in a couple of years or whatever. And so they were trying to say like, it's not competitive between you guys. You could all get job offers, really work together because that's what we do at the bank anyways. And then like 10 minutes in, this kid just shows up randomly. And this, you know, this kid just like comes in, he's all disheveled. All the other guys dress up for their Zoom meeting because like they were kind of told in the email, hey, be a little formal. Like I know it's over Zoom or whatever, but kind of like show up, you know, just kind of dress up a little bit for Zoom. But this kid came in, with a big sweatshirt on, backwards hat, which is totally fine to walk around in. And like, if you're just a totally fine casual outfit, but bro, if you're really trying to like, I don't know, put it together for like a, an official meeting or something like that, and it says don't dress casually, then don't dress casually. But sure enough, since this was the kid at the CEO, he literally didn't care. And he came in 10 minutes late, dressed up all sloppily or whatever. So anyways, 20 minutes go by and it's time for all the kids to introduce each other or introduce each other, introduce themselves and meet each other. So sure enough, right, they go around and uh, they, they all say their first and last names. And the subscriber notices, cause like the subscriber did a lot of research about the bank just cause during the interview he wanted to, he was prepared if they're gonna ask a history question about the bank, like when was it founded? Who's the current CEO? 
what is like all these kind of information, right? They ended up not asking those specific questions, but for that reason, the subscriber knew all this information. So when he heard the last name of this kid, it matched up with the last name of the CEO of the bank. So, you know, very quickly with a nice little Google search, um, the CEO of the bank was like, it was a big, it wasn't a huge bank, but it was a big enough bank that this guy had like a public profile and through some Google, uh, Google searching, right? He found that the name of the kid who was in the internship program happened to match up exactly with the name of the kid of the CEO of the bank. And after a bit more research, he found a photo and the photos matched up. So after the Zoom meeting and doing a bit of research, the subscriber realized that one of the interns is actually the kid of the CEO of the bank that they were working at. So anyways, on the first day, sure enough, this kid, uh, or the subscriber and all the other interns that actually worked to get there, they, uh, you know, they, they struggled. They got, you know, they understand what it takes or they understand how valuable this is because they put in the work to get it. That's one thing you'll see. When people are just handed everything, they won't understand the value of it. In fact, a perspective is, in a sense, they're robbed of the true um, importance. Like, they're, they are robbed of, you know, the, the joy of, you know, reaping the rewards because, you know, you're not reaping the rewards anything. You're just giving it. But anyways, it was very, very, very apparent in the way that all these kids, like, uh, showed up because the ones that worked for it showed up five minutes early, if not 10 minutes early, because, you know, you never know how long it takes with traffic, with navigating the, you know, the New York City bus system or train system, whatever, right? Um, so sure enough, they showed up, like, at minimum 5, 10, 15 minutes early. But, the, you know, the spoiled kid, we're just going to call him the spoiled kid from this point on, he literally came in 25 minutes late. And he had some lame excuse like, uh, sorry, man, bus got like, uh, like, uh, I don't know, like traffic or something like that, which like fair enough, like sure, I guess. But at the end of the day, you got to be prepared for that. It's your first day. If that happens like two weeks into the job, then I think that's more acceptable. But on your first day of work, especially for something really important like this, you got to show up at least, give yourself a, a good enough margin, especially if you're doing work in New York City. Like I know some of you guys are out of the country or the country I live in, the United States, and you've never been to New York City. And some of you guys is in the country have never been in New York City. That place is crazy. You got to give yourself a lot of time because like traffic and uh, stuff will happen. And especially when you want it to least happen. So sure enough, they're in there the first day and they're doing work. And when you're an intern, especially for like a banking intern, you're not doing anything too crazy. Like for the most, you will be like, the most extensive thing you'll do is probably like research or something like that. But for the most part, you're kind of just a coffee monkey and a uh, PowerPoint slide monkey and a, an Excel monkey. You're not doing that much. So sure enough, right, they're just rearranging stuff on Excel. Um, they're just kind of like editing PowerPoint slides. It's a lot of work, but it's nothing's like that hard or that interesting or stimulating if they kind of just give like the interns and the very low level employees like kind of the grunt work that no one really wants to do so they're all sitting around doing it and they're all given one big glob of an assignment so it's like they're given one stack where it's like okay you got to do all of this you got to do this um all this kind of stuff right so sure enough there you know there's all these things that they got to do and um the thing is though it wasn't divided up evenly between them it was just given to one of them and they said okay I need you to delegate all the, uh, I don't know, I, I need you guys to delegate the work between, like, amongst yourself. We're not going to delegate the work for you. That's up to you guys. So sure enough, right, they just kind of, like, all four of them, not the fifth one, all four of them, they go in and, uh, you know, 
they just, you know, they go and they grab some of the work or they delegate some of the work if it's not like paperwork. Because a lot of it was Excel, PowerPoint, stuff like that, research. So the one kid who didn't was the spoiled kid. Because why would he have to work? His dad runs the place. He just shows up because his dad isn't going to let him play Fortnite all summer like he did last summer, right? He actually has to get a job or something. Like, screw you, dad. Give me all these opportunities. I just want to play Fortnite and do nothing all day. Me. But anyways, right? Uh, sure enough, like all the other, the, the other four interns, including the subscriber, kind of gave this kid a side eye. Like, are you really just going to sit there and not do anything? So... Yeah, sure enough, they end up doing all the work, and the kid is on his phone watching, like, TikTok videos or something, and by, like, 8 at night or something, because they wanted to make sure they got it all done and really show initiative on the first day. First of all, the kid left, like, at 3, which they're supposed to leave at 5, and the others stayed till 8. Loki, the reason was because it was work for five people to finish at five, but if you only have four people working on it, you're going to have to, like, stay a couple extra hours because the last person didn't pull through. You really do hate to see it. And this, this was a pattern that literally just continued on and on and on again. However, you know, one of these days, it's actually like about a month into the internship, and the interns are doing really well. I mean, the four of them are. The fifth one, aka the spoiled kid, literally sits there and does nothing all day. So uh, is he doing well? I don't know. But it, really good reputation. Um, the interns are accruing right now. Everyone sees them as really uh, capable and... Uh, just really impressed by what they're able to do. So now they're given a more official assignment. And also for the first time ever, they're each given individual things they're supposed to do. Because the reason for this is they're each assigned to individual teams. So each of them is like given as part of a team or whatever. And they're all given a very important research role. Basically, they've been doing research the whole time or the four of them have, have been doing research. The spoiled kid had not. And uh, they had done a really good job, so they were all, like, four to five different teams were, you know, going to be presenting to investors, and they were pretty important meetings. So these interns were given a super important job, and they were informed of how important the job was, to do research to give to the analysts and associates to put together for slides that would be given to the VPs or the MDs or whatever that would then present it. So what ended up happening was pretty funny. Because basically what happened here was you have to realize the spoiled kid had not done any research at all for the last two weeks. So he has no idea what this whole research thing is, right? So all the other kids do a really good job. The subscriber and the other three. They do a really good job. They supply really good information to the VPs and the analysts and associates or whatever. They put together good presentations. And, you know, it's, it's a good enough presentation that if the investor wanted to invest based on the information they would have, and if it wasn't right for them, then they wouldn't invest. But it wasn't because, you know, the information was bad or it was presented in a poor way. However, with the spoiled kid, the spoiled kid, first of all, he doesn't know how to do any of it because he's never done any of it. Second of all, he's too arrogant to ask for help. He's too kind of like full of himself to believe that he ever has to ask anyone else for help, especially all oh, the poor kids that he was like working with. Like he'd never have to ask them. He's above them. They're below him. And uh, a combination of arrogance and uh, procrastination led him to a point where like a two hours before the deadline, he's like, okay, I just got to figure this out. And the thing is, right, instead of actually doing research on, you know, whatever specific thing they're supposed to do research on, he just plugged in random numbers. The thing is, though, the random numbers were like close enough to being the right numbers. Like if you had no, basically, if you had no context 
and you just believed these numbers at face value, it's like if I said a, like a hamburger had a trillion calories in it, you wouldn't believe me because that's not reasonable. But if I said a hamburger had 300 calories and it actually had 800, you would probably believe me even if 300 felt a little bit low because it's in the range of possibility. Same thing if a, like a, I don't know, a piece of steak had 500 calories, but I said it had 1200, you would probably believe me. But if I said it had a billion, you wouldn't believe me. So these kids, so the spoiled kid put in random numbers that were close enough to being realistic that the, you know, the analysts and VPs didn't check them over because to check them over would literally to be doing the grunt work again. And the whole point of the interns was to do the grunt work and to find the information. So the analysts and VPs created this whole presentation or an entire like deck or whatever these like bank people do. What I, I have, I'm not a banker, right? I, I'm a little bit, I, I'm into stocks for my own personal, you know, financial security. If you ever want me to talk about that on my like second channel, let me know. But uh, yeah, so they put together a whole presentation. However, mid demonstration to these like very sophisticated, important investors, there was obvious holes in the presentation and something was fishy and the investors were questioning the numbers that they were showing. And the analysts and VPs were starting to realize on the spot that something was not right about their models. Something was not right about the information that they were given. And apparently the presentation was a massive disaster. Like the whole thing completely exploded in their faces. So all the analysts the next day are kind of sitting in their office. They have a little, we're not analysts, sorry. The interns are all kind of sitting in their little intern office, right? So when they're all sitting in there, one of the, uh, one of the, like the, the managers walks in and says, I need to speak to the spoiled kid right now. And the spoiled kid is on his phone playing like, I don't know, Fortnite or something. And like the other three or other four of them are doing work and the spoiled kid looks up and the other kids look over too because they're like, what? And like a whole team of like executives walk in and like, we just lost like our fourth biggest client because the information you gave us was faulty. Like, where did you get that information? He's like, uh, I just... And they're looking at him. They're like, we looked over the data and on closer inspection, it looks like you just randomly put numbers in there. And all the other kids are kind of looking at each other like, okay, I totally believe the spoiled kid would do something stupid enough like that. Like it's totally not out of the realm of possibility that the spoiled kid would just spam in random numbers and not actually do the work. And uh, yeah, sure enough, it, this, is, this is probably the greatest thing. The spoiled kid's dad is called down. And he walks down into the office and he just has this look of like disappointment right on his face. And what ends up happening is the spoiled kid's own dad tells him that he's let go, that he's fired. The spoiled kid's dad fires his own son because he messed up as an intern so badly that they lost their like fourth biggest client. I'm not even kidding you. And if you thought that this spoiled kid was bad, then you are not you are not ready for the next spoiled kid story. You're simply not physically prepared for the amount of spoiled in this next story. Let's hop into it. So the subscriber in this story is working at a sports broadcasting company as an intern over the summer. So I don't really know. It wasn't like ESPN or anything too big like that, but it was a pretty big, at least locally, sports broadcasting company. So they covered all things in sports or whatever, sports media, uh, you know, stuff like that. I, I'm not super well-versed in that field, so if I make some mistakes, like uh, with technical things, and you guys are super big sports fans, just it, keep going. <laughs> don't 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 uh, you know, don't take it too personally in the comments. I'll do my best. 
But anyways, right, so sure enough, right, there was, there was two interns. There was a subscriber, and then there's the spoiled kid, right? So basically, the spoiled kid, it wasn't as if, you know, his dad was the CEO of the company like last time. However, his dad was like a really big shot, like a hot shot, like big boy lawyer type dude. And he, like, knew the guy who, like, ran the sports company and basically said, like, hey, like, uh, my, my son really wants to be an intern here. I know he's not qualified, but remember when we represented your company last time and we did a really good job? I would really appreciate it if you did a favor for me, too. Kind of like a conversation like that happened behind closed doors. And sure enough, the very not-so-qualified spoiled kid got a job with a subscriber who was fairly qualified. And you might be thinking, oh, the subscriber just, like, has a big head saying that he's qualified. Well, at the end of the day, the subscriber didn't have a dad who, like, tried basically bribed his way in. So he was at least qualified enough that he did needed to be bribed in, right? So, uh, sure enough, the spoiled kid's arrogance was put on display almost right away. Because as interns, they were given a lot of work. So, in some cases... When you're an intern, you're given nothing of importance, like literally nothing of importance. And I mean, that's fair enough. When you're an intern, you're coming in with no experience and you just want to you just want to gain some understanding of what you're doing here. But other places, interns will be given, you know, really important jobs. They're normally not jobs that require a lot of expertise because, I mean, how can you get the expertise without having the expertise or how can you do something that needs a lot of knowledge without accumulating that knowledge, you know? But sometimes, like, really kind of, like, jobs that anyone can do can turn out to be super, super important for, like, down the, like, the funnel, right? Like, getting data, like, getting information can be, like, you know, almost anyone could do it if they're taught briefly. But that is a super important role, you know what I mean? So sure enough, right, one of their very first assignments, because they were both given two different assignments, but they were in the same room, so they were, like, talking about it or whatever. Basically, one of their first assignments was to give information, like real quick information for an on-air broadcasting program that was going to go on literally an hour later. So they're like, hey, like this will only take you about 10 minutes, so we're giving you an hour to do it. But basically, we need you to get X, Y, and Z. It's like information. Um, the broadcasters will use it online, like on-air. And um, yeah, so it's super important, whatever, right? So they're sitting in the room, and the subscriber, he's going to have to go up first, and the spoiled kid goes up second, or at least that's the line of, like, the information that'll be sent. So the subscriber really quickly goes up, finds, like, exactly what he's trying to look for, and, uh, yeah, gets it done in five minutes, because, uh, bro's efficient, bro's got it done, and he sets, he sends it upstream basically right away. So he's sitting there, and the spoiled kid is kind of just, like, going around, browsing ESPN, going on Twitter a little bit. So since they have a lot of time and they're not really that much in a rush yet because they still have like 50 minutes till it's very much deadline, the subscriber asks the spoil kid, so, like, uh, what do you have? And the spoil kid's like, well, I'm supposed to send them stuff about golf or something, but that's really boring. I don't know if I want to do that. And this, the subscriber gives the spoil kid a look, kind of like, okay, you find it boring, but you're not going to be the only person who watches this TV program. Obviously, they want you to have, you know, golf information send it upstream because that's what's on air. That's what you're supposed or radio or whatever, right? They're like, you know, you send that upstream because that's what people at the time that like they need a variety of sports. There's people who are listening to that. I know that you don't find it interesting, but there are definitely people who are tuning in specifically to listen to that, you know? So sure enough, right, you know, the, the subscriber kind of looks at the spoiled kid like, bro, like, 
<laughs> think carefully with what you're doing here, right? And, uh, you know, the spoiled kid is like, you know, I might actually help them out. And the spoiled kid is super arrogant, thinking that he knows better than the people who run this place themselves. And he's like, you know what, I might actually help them out a little bit and make their stuff less boring and send them some really cool information about some football or whatever. And, uh, you know, the subscriber hears this and says, hey man, I really don't think that's a good idea. I mean, I'm sure that you have a lot of input and I'm sure you have a lot of good su subscribers being super nice here. But he's like, I'm sure you have a lot of input. I'm sure you have a lot to give. But look, this is our first assignment and they're asking for very specific stuff. Um, maybe tell them about what you want to send them about football after the fact so they can like include it tomorrow. I also just think it's too late right now because the people who will be getting the information are expecting, expecting golf information and maybe they have a football segment later. It might just mess things up. And this, you know, this spoiled kid's like, yeah, maybe you're right, is kind of just sitting there. But he didn't say, yeah, maybe you're right, and like, uh, yeah, okay, you're right, totally, I get it, in a way that's like, oh, you changed my mind. He said it in a, yeah, I guess, kind of in a way like, whatever, man, I'm still going to do what I'm going to do. Sure enough, right, the spoiled kid does not heed the subscriber's advice because eventually, five minutes before the deadline, he sends in the information and loudly says, done. So the subscriber <laughs> knows he's done because he, the spoiled kid loudly says done. So he looks over, he's like, oh, so did you end, did you end up sending in the golf inf information? And the spoiled kid looks at him and says, nope. <laughs> and the, the subscriber looks at him with this look of, oh man, you messed up. And the subscriber for a second is like, okay, you messed up, but does that mean we messed up? Because, like, they're the only two interns. Thankfully, right, the information, like, each of them was given a separate, you know, bundle of information to send, and it was very clear that the spoiled kids was the wrong one and not the subscribers. But anyways, right, they tune into the live programming, and the first, like, like I think it was radio, right? So the first uh, sound bite that they hear was, you know, the subscriber's information that he sent in with some analysis and whatever by the TV host, or not, sorry, the radio host. And then it was the spoiled kids bit. And they start saying, okay, and now in this news for golf, and then like dead silence. And that's when like the subscriber realized that, yep, this is like basically the spoiled kid sent a bomb down the pipeline, bro. Like he just messed the whole thing up. And they're like, oh, Sorry, we're going to come back to you in just a second with the golf information. Um, we're going to go to commercial break. And it was like an unscheduled commercial break. And literally 30 seconds later, the door slams open and says, Why did we get football information? We're supposed to get information about golf. And uh, the spoiled kid was like, well, golf is super boring, so I thought I'd make your program less boring. And literally the guy goes up to him and doesn't like physically like shake him or anything, but goes up to him very intimidatingly, just stares him down and is like, that's not your call to make. So the subscriber pipes up and says, hey, like I can get you that information in like five minutes. And they said, okay, good, do that right now. So sure enough, the subscriber goes, sends in the information and the program is like definitely jumbled up because the ad breaks in the wrong time and all this kind of stuff. But eventually they get all the information they need. And the subscriber, the spoiled kid is like, bro, they should have, like while the, while the subscriber is frantically trying to get information about this golf stuff, the spoiled kid is saying, bro, they should have totally taken my advice and did the football segment instead. Like, their segment super sucks. Like, I'm listening right now. It's going to be so bad. 
And the subscriber's like, man, like, I'm sure it's better, but, like, he doesn't actually believe that. But he's like, I'm sure you're right, but you can't do this so last minute, it's gonna, like, it messes up the whole line of production. Like, this stuff is live. It's not last, it's not, like, pre-recorded, like these videos. And sure enough, I know this is, you know, the spoiled kid's like, yeah, I guess. I don't know, man. I just think they should have really listened to me. So an hour later, because they're all sitting in there kind of like awkwardly, like I, they, they really don't have a job next. And I think that they might have had more jobs coming up, but obviously management had to figure out what was going on with the interns or specifically one of the interns. So sure enough, the door opens up an hour later and the manager comes in and is like, hey, what happened? And, you know, instead of like, you know, the, the spoiled kid staying silent, he immediately pipes up and is like, well, you guys want a golf information, but... That stuff was super boring, dude. So I was just trying to help you guys out, and I sent in football information instead, and it just gets cut off mid-sentence, and the manager's like, you can't do that. You're an intern here. We got a way of doing things. We asked you for some information, and it totally messed up the thing on live. Like, our whole program got jumbled up. People had to work extra hard for no good reason other than you thinking that you know the business better than people have been doing this for 30 years.